Do you find that you have a lot of fear and anxiety in your business? Well, I'm here to tell you that is completely normal. And that is what we're going to listen to today on the Focal Points Podcast brought to you by Enphoto. Thanks for joining us. Let's get started. You are listening to Focal Points, a podcast by Enphoto and hosted by Dory Howell. You are in the right place to learn how to build a dynamic and sustainable photography business. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the Focal Points Podcast, brought to you courtesy of our wonderful, wonderful sponsors, Enphoto. I am your host, Dory Howell, and I'm glad that you're choosing to spend a little bit of your time with me today. Now, a lot of people, when they think about their business, they don't necessarily think about the fact that they are scared to be in business, because as an entrepreneur, we choose to be in business every day. We choose to interact with clients and put our art out there and take our our camera out of our bag and go photograph people and accept money for it. But what I have found in dealing with thousands of photographers worldwide is the fact that many of us, in fact, I would almost say most of us deal with some sort of fear or anxiety in our business. Now, before we get started, I want to be very, very clear. In this topic, fear and anxiety, there are different levels and everybody deals with it a little bit differently. But if you are someone who has a medical diagnosis of social anxiety or anxiety in general or fear, and you find that negatively impacting your business, please seek professional help. There's nothing wrong with doing that. That isn't really what I'm addressing today, but I bet I have a few tips that will help you along the way. Fear of sales and fear of interacting with people is the singest element that can hold us back in our business. It's the one thing, the one thing that if we don't conquer it, we simply will not be able to run a successful business. It will constantly hold us back. Running a business is scary, especially a business when we are creating art for our clients and we are interacting with them on a personal level and in a situation where sometimes we actually have to tell clients no or set boundaries on the transaction that we have in place. Now, if you listen to the last podcast, you know that I addressed the fact that um, sometimes baby businesses and newborn businesses and startup businesses remain baby businesses. They never seem to grow. And I can tell you with almost 100% certainty, the reason baby businesses and startup businesses never grow on to the next step is because there is something in the business owner's mind that is holding them back. And most of the time, it's because they are scared to take the big steps needed to reach the next level in their business. It is something that is so common in entrepreneurs, in photographers, creative professionals, solopreneurs. You will find this across the board being an issue for so many people. Well, what I want to talk about today is exactly what is fear, how it can impact you, and I also have some tips that might help you navigate through it so that you can bust through those levels. So first of all, what are the negative impacts of fear, right? How does this work? For the sake of this class, like I said, we're just going to assume that this is general normal anxiety when it comes to business transactions or a manageable fear of failure. That's really where it comes from, right? not extreme cases of anxiety. So listen to my girl, Queen Latifah, and what she said about fear. Fear can be good when you're walking past an alley at night or when you need to check the locks on your doors before you go to bed. But it's not good when you have a goal and your fear of obstacles. We often get trapped by our fears, but anyone who has had success also has failed before. That's by Queen Latifah. And then we have um, an Indian 
poet here who says, what is needed rather than running away or controlling or suppressing or any other resistance is understanding fear. That means watch it, learn from it, come directly in contact with it. We need to learn from fear because it's always going to be there. We can't always think that we're going to escape it. So what is it? Now, fear is a, an emotional response to something that manifests itself usually physically in our body in some way. So what happens physically when you are afraid or you're having anxiety in a certain situation? Short-term effects, which can be pretty benign, but still you want to pay attention to where you can have throat issues, tense muscles, skin reactions, and leg shakes. So for example, I can relate with all four of those things. Um, for those of you who don't know, I used to be a professional singer and my background is in classical music. And I used to run the gamut of the auditions all over the place. And I remember specifically, I was auditioning for Washington Opera one year and I was so nervous. It was my first year Earlier in the day, I think my I think my audition time was around 3 30, 4 o'clock, that type of thing. And earlier in the day, I was at work and I noticed my whole chest started breaking out in hives. And I had never ever had that experience before. I had never had hives when it came to be nervous. I was so scared for this audition. It was a big deal to me. And I found the bigger the the bigger the deal the more anxiety, the more fear that comes around it. So I got, I was in hives and then I went to the audition. And when you go to an audition like that, they measure you, they take your picture, they ask you about your schedule. There's a whole slew of things you need to do before you actually get in the room to sing. So you go through all this and you're with 200 other people going through it all at the same time, kind of a cattle call thing. And then you sit in this big, long hallway together just kind of waiting for your next turn, right? And the thing with opera auditions specifically is the fact that there's not a ton of opera songs or opera arias, I should say. Like everyone pretty much is going in knowing that if you're a soprano, you're going to probably choose from one of 10 songs. You're an, a mezzo, you're going to choose from one of 10 songs. There's really traditional repertoire that goes on with these auditions. And wouldn't you know, the three people in front of me all were sopranos and all sang the same song as I did. And they sounded beautiful, at least through the doors. Everyone sounded great. Everyone, when you get to that level, is pretty darn good at what they do. You're not going and auditioning for a major opera company in the United States, not thinking that you're pretty good and have had a lot of training. And so I went into that room. I was still hivey. All of a sudden, my mouth went dry. My, my throat got itchy. And I started singing my song and then my legs started to shake. And that's the worst thing. You don't want to let them see you sweat, right? I think that was a commercial one time for a deodorant company. And my legs started to shake. And all I could think of while I was singing was they can see how nervous I am. They can see how nervous I am. They can see how nervous I am. And you don't want these people to see how nervous you are. You want to go in there and do a really good job. Well, it shouldn't be a surprise to you. I didn't get that gig. I was considered a backup, but quite honestly, I think that's like a courtesy thing that everyone who didn't make the chorus that year got this backup letter, which is a really nice way of saying thank you, but no thank you. We'll call if they need you. They never called. It wasn't a great audition. I had let my anxiety completely and totally overwhelm where I was at. And it came from the fact that I wasn't good enough. I didn't feel like I should be in the room. There were a lot of other things going on inside my mind that caused that physical reaction to anxiety. Now, 
short-term reactions aren't that big a deal. It's when you need to worry about the long-term health issues. You can get ulcers, you can have stomach issues, you can have cardiovascular problems, you can have respiratory issues, weakened immune system. If you totally run yourself down time after time after time, and you live in this state of heightened anxiety, you're going to find yourself becoming sick more often. And progressively, it's going to become worse. You can have sleeping problems. That's one thing I deal with anxiety is that if I'm fearful of something, I literally cannot sleep the day before. And that doesn't do any good when you have to go in and do a physical activity like singing in front of a panel at the Washington Opera. But what about coming back to photography and in the sales room? And when I use the word sales room, think of it more broadly as like your sales process, no matter what you're offering. Because I am someone who offers products to my clients. I have a sales process. And we're going to go through that in a few more episodes of the podcast of what that workflow looks like. But for today, what does it mean when people have anxiety in selling something to a client? We worry about so many things that we're not going to be able to find clients or the right kind of clients, or they're not going to buy anything, or we're going to lose clients if we change our business model. We're, we worry about if they're going to hate the photos. We worry about our selling skills, whether they're going to buy or not, and if we're good enough at doing it because we hate selling. We're worried that we're going to be awkward or that you don't have a fancy studio to do these sales sessions in, or you have a fear of failing, of walking away time after time with a big goose egg and you have that, you need that money to pay your mortgage. You worry that your work's good enough. You worry that you're worth it. You don't want to seem pushy or desperate. The list goes on on and on and on of the lies that we can tell ourselves about the interactions with our clients. But one thing we have to remember is that our clients choose us. There isn't some government agency somewhere forcing people to purchase portrait sessions. It's completely voluntary in most cases, except maybe corporate headshots when you need them for a job. But no one really, really is forcing anyone to have a family portrait session or to go get a boudoir session or to have personal branding images taken. Like there's no one forcing them and they have lots of photographers to choose from. We know this, right? We all live in very saturated areas. There's lots of photographers to choose from. So when someone chooses you, that's really important to remember that they choose to be there. They choose to spend their money with you. Now, each person is different and we react differently to different stressors. So there's no clear cut way to address fear and anxiety. And I think that's part of the problem as well. So there's a few tips that I have here that could possibly help you when it comes to dealing with this anxiety in your business and how you interact with your clients during the sales process, right? So I'm a true believer, and I got this from my singing days, of you need to be prepared. You can't be winging it in business. Clients are not someone that you can practice on. Let me say that again. Do not practice on your clients. Your clients are paying you, and they deserve the results that you have promised them. Not someone who's going to come in and just cross their fingers, throw it in manual, and hope that everything turns out okay. Um, in true confession, I've done that a time or two when I was newer and I wasn't too sure exactly what I was doing. I use manual sometimes, but I also made sure that I went home and learned from my mistake with that. So are your technical skills on point? Can you produce what they are expecting from the session? If you are a natural light photographer and they want to do it at a time where the light isn't going to get them the results that they want, are you comfortable saying, no, I'm not going to shoot at that time or at that location? 
Your technical skills need to be on point. Number two, are you prepared from a skill and equipment perspective to do the job that you've been hired to do? Again, don't practice on your clients. They're paying you to be the expert. Pass on a job before you take one that you are not qualified to take. Now, how many of us have sat in Facebook groups and we have seen these posts from new wedding photographers who have said, I just found out the wedding venue tomorrow does not allow flash. Or I just found out that the wedding that I'm going to in two hours is really, 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 really dark and I don't have flash equipment with me. How am I going to do this? You need to have the equipment and the technical skill to do the job that you're hired to do. And you need to know these things ahead of time. So this is twofold. You need to be prepared with your equipment, but you also need to be prepared with your client communication so that you know that you can handle what you're walking into. That leads us to the next point, number three, of having great client communication. Are you being clear from what to expect from them? And do they know what to expect from you? If you are leading and leaving some of these things up to chance, you will get caught and there will be an awkward experience with a client. But if you have really great client communication that lets them know what to expect every step of the way, they know what you're going to do and then they know what's expected of them, a lot of that anxiety goes out the window. Now, number four, you need to have a professional pricing structure that shows others that you are running a sustainable business. Now, this is one thing that kind of gets people in trouble a lot is that people always want to know when they post prices or that type of thing that are way too low, how professionals like, like myself know that they're too low. Here's the thing. Cameras cost the same whether you're in Iowa or in Washington, D.C. Lab prices are the same whether you're in Southern California or in, you're in Utah. There are some things in our business that are constant. I don't see regional discounts given to places that have a lower cost of business and then surcharges being applied to places that have higher cost of living. It's across the board. So I know if someone's running a business and they're using professional gear and they have a website up and that type of thing, they need to be making a certain amount of money. So pricing, we will be discussing that also in future in future episodes, but you need to have professional pricing that allows you to be profitable and do the business that you want to do. That's It's just as simple as that. We're not in business to do things for free. Businesses make money and we can't apologize for wanting to run a profitable business. Our loved ones, our family members, our friends, they don't go to work out of the goodness of their heart. And I bet you if their boss came to them and said, you know what, all of a sudden, we're not going to pay you anymore for the job that you do, they would probably stop going. We need to have that same idea when it comes to our business. Number five, is your service and the customer service experience that you give, is it something that you want to provide? Do you want to be doing this for your clients? And guess what? If you don't, that's okay. Adapt it in a way that you do want to do it. But those five things are really going to help you deal with anxiety and being prepared, getting your technical skills on point, being prepared with your equipment, having great client communication, having a professional pricing structure, and making sure that your service is on point. Have you ever been wondering how you can run a great day of mini sessions in your studio? Well, don't worry, Enphoto has got you covered. This month, you can download and receive access to a great new resource that they're offering all about how to run successful mini sessions. It is packed full of great advice from industry experts, templates, calendars, and so, so, so much more. You don't wanna miss it. Head over to Enphoto today and download your free mini sessions guide.
And then it comes to a little bit of a mindset issue. We need to be dealing with people and talking to them and working under the assumption that people will benefit from hiring us and using the products and services that we are offering them. Sales is entirely about helping others. And if you keep that in mind and you realize you are providing a service that they want from you, it's going to really help you deal with the anxiety that you feel in your business. How you sell is a vital part of the value you create for the customer. Your workflow, how you walk them through it, what products you offer them, whether you choose to show a beautiful end photo complete box set or just show folio boxes. All of those are fine, but you need to believe that it's in their best interest that they have these items. It is a service. These types of things are also what make you unique and different in an industry that we know is oversaturated in almost every geographic area. Don't eliminate the things that make you unique. If your process, if your products, if your workflow, if your experience is something that's a little bit different, that is truly what is going to have people knocking down your door. So the next thing in dealing with fear and dealing with anxiety is the fact you kind of have to come to the realization that it's not going anywhere. You can do a lot of different things to lessen the impact that it has on how you're living, but we all deal with fear. We all deal with some sort of anxiety on a daily basis. And that's just because our brains are programmed to keep us safe. And our brain sends us messages all day long of things that we shouldn't be doing because either it's unfamiliar with the things that we're trying to do, or it just wants to keep us safe. And this happens whether you're in a personal situation or a professional situation. So how do you deal with it? Okay. This is, this is the money stuff, write this stuff down. And if you don't want to write it down, if you're out on the road, that's completely fine. Head over to our show notes page at blog.nphoto.com slash podcast. That's blog.nphoto.com slash podcast. And I have a free download that outlines all of these things for you that will help you work through the fear in your business and the fear in your sales process. All right. So step one, how do you deal with fear? Reflect. You need to retrain your brain, right? So you need to ask yourself a few questions. Did you like working this way? Did your client enjoy the experience? What can you change to make it a more positive interaction for everyone next time this comes around? What can you learn from this situation? What do you need to do differently for next time? If anything, sometimes there's not a lot we can do, but we need to ask ourselves that question. How can you grow from this experience? Did you like working that way? Did your client enjoy it? And what can you change to make a more positive interaction for everyone? Some of those are a little bit repetitious, but I find myself, if I ask myself those more than once in a long line, I get different answers each time because my brain is constantly spinning to answer the questions. You can't just walk away from a situation without reflecting about how you can make it better because that's going to put you on the right track when you're in the somewhat same situation next time. Reflection is such an important part. Then. You need to reflect personally. So the first list is more reflect upon the experience. And then these are more for your own, your own well-being, right? You need to sometimes reconfirm why you're in business. That is why so many people stress so much about what is your why? Why are you doing this? Why well, do this for my family? And a lot of people have that same answer, but I'm very specific about why I do this for my family. I do this for my family, specifically for my daughter, so that she can have the best experiences at life and also have the 
as many options available to her as possible. Me running my business and making an income is all about options and choices. And we tell her this all the time. We'd much rather be in a situation where we choose not to do something than be in a situation where we can't do something. Whether it comes to an experience, to something we want to purchase, that's just kind of an underlying idea in our house. We would rather be able to choose than not be able to. So that is my why. And then I remember that fear is just a signal to that desirable goal. It means that I'm getting closer to that goal because if I get closer, that means I'm in unfamiliar waters and my brain is telling me, no, 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 backpedal. When I'm like, no, I need to charge ahead. I've never been here before, but I know I'm getting closer to my goal. And then I feel grateful that I have the opportunity to pursue this goal. We are so fortunate to be able to be in a situation where we provide beautiful, beautiful images to our clients who love them, who want to have them, who want to hire us. We are so fortunate to be in this industry and have this profession. I briefly think about all the things that I don't have to be afraid about. And as I get more experienced, that list gets longer and longer and longer. And then the things that I have to be anxious about, that list gets shorter and shorter and shorter. I recall times that sometimes I've overcome similar fears and that everything's worked out okay. I recall those instances. And then I finally, I use all the momentum from all those earlier things to push ahead. All right. It doesn't always have to be bad. Fear can stretch us in ways that make us better at what we do. So if you're specifically in a bad situation with an anxiety producing client, which we've all had, when it's all said and done, think about three good things that came out of the situation, whether they're negatives that you turned positive, but try and think of three good things. And losing, if something bad happens, losing a client or losing a sale, it's not going to be the end of the world because then you can take that and you can take the time that you would have had serving that difficult client and focus on finding the clients that you want to have. The last thing I just want to talk about is that sometimes you just have to surrender to the fear. No one wants to hear that. Surrender to the fear. Come to terms with the fact that there will always be situations that cause us anxiety. There will always be situations that are going to make us feel awkward, or they're just going to be situations that just plain suck. That's just life. And you have to realize that that's all part of the deal when working with people who are not perfect. Embrace the ride. And know that it will all pass eventually and you will become a better person for it. Really. I hope these tips help you with fear. I'm glad you joined me today. Dealing with our anxiety and dealing what makes us feel fearful is never, ever fun. It's one thing in our business that we need to be able to be familiar with and try to master so that we can move forward and create the businesses that we love. If you want to get the download for this episode, please do so and head over to blog.nphoto.com slash podcast. You'll see a link there where you can download this worksheet that I have for you in dealing with fear. You can also connect with me in IG at thedoryhowell.com. I would love to connect with you there. And remember, June is mini session month at Nphoto. And if you haven't grabbed their free guide for mini sessions, Head over to nphoto.com and grab that today. It's a truly, truly great resource that you are not going to want to miss. Even if you're not doing many sessions right now, you're going to want to have that resource for the future. 
Thank you for joining me for today's Focal Points podcast. I am your host, Dory Howell. This has been brought to you courtesy of Enphoto. We are so glad that you're here and we will see you next time. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Focal Points podcast by Enphoto. Be sure and check out our show notes page at blog.enphoto.com slash podcast for your free downloads and information about all the lab specials that you can get at Enphoto. We'll see you next time.